Hello and welcome to the Drink In Geek Out Podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You're listening to episode 129, The Music of Marvel, featuring Taxman's Frozen Assets and New Holland's Tangerine Space Machine, with your hosts Dustin and me, Saf. A little know. sneak peek at what we're going to be doing today. Yeah. Uh, we actually used that intro before. That is right. Yeah. Um, it was for one of the, the draft, I think. The Avengers, the Avengers draft. draft. Yeah. All right. Hello, everyone. Uh, like like I said earlier, this is episode 129. This is the music of Marvel. Uh, this is our third or fourth music yeah. episode. We had, like yeah, we had Zelda. We did spooky. Spooky, scary music. Marvel, uh, Mario Kart. Right. And uh, Final Fantasy. Yep. Oh, and Spooky Mario music. Spooky Mario. So this is going to be our sixth episode. I was off by a little bit. But this is the first one that's not video game based. Right, yeah. So I was listening to an NPR podcast, uh, and I was like, you know what? Like, this would be interesting to uh, do something like with what they're doing. But, of course, we're not going to have Michael Giacchino on. Right. Not, or we're something. not going to interview him about his right. but we've, process. We've, <laughs> yeah, we talk about uh, music, but we never really talk about composers mm-hmm. as much. Uh, or we mainly do video games, and then we kind of hint at the music for the movies. But I think this is a good way of us getting back to talking about these movies that were old, and nobody really cares if we say, yeah. "All right, let's talk about the Incredible Hulk." <laughs> it came out five years before we started doing, or no, almost ten years before yeah. we started podcasting. Right. So yeah, we're gonna revisit. Uh, Easter eggs from the Hulk from 2008. <laughs> so, uh, that'd be, yeah, this is, yeah, we're not going to have Alan Silvestri on, but that'd be awesome. Right. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, it'd be a really good way that we can um, kind of touch base with the uh, historic Marvel Cinematic Universe and kind of relive some of these, uh, these movies. I think the music makes the movie mm-hmm. a lot of the times. Except for Iron Man. God, that music was awful. The f- I think Phase 1 had kind of bad music, except until they got to like Captain America and the Avengers is when they started yeah. kind of tying it all together. They had to figure it out and <laughs> as soon as they got Alan Silvestri. Exactly. And then Phase <laughs> 2, they have like more famous people uh, producing the music. Yeah. All right, so a little bit, just information I think I got from Wikipedia that I thought would be interesting to kind of point out. Uh, Ramen Dejuandi. Something like that. Yeah. Provided his first MCU music with his original score of Iron Man in 2008. Uh, his original score, let me like correct myself, his original score is pretty good. It's the uh, ACDCs <laughs> yes. and all that inter- like thrown in there that I wasn't a big fan of. Uh, Alan Silvestri was the first composer to work on multiple MCU fan- films after he transitioned from scoring Captain America's first Avenger in 2011 to Marvel's The, first- the Avenger uh, 2012, while Brian Ty- Tyler... Uh, was the first composer to reference the work of another MCU composer when he quoted Alan Silvestri's Captain America March in his score, The Thor, The Dark World, 2013. Silvestri has scored three MCU films, the most for any composer in the franchise, 
in addition to his contributions being referenced in many other films. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about the music is that they like quote parts of the music mm-hmm. in different uh, scenes and stuff like that. Well, it's I mean it's essentially how old uh, operas and everything mm-hmm. used to be. Like you have your your Romeo theme and <laughs> mm-hmm. your Juliet theme, and uh, if you have a Romeo and Juliet movie down the line years many years later, uh, then you kind of hear those overtones. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if I want to go with a more nerdy reference. Star Trek, the original uh, music that was done on whatever 8-bit PPP <laughs> right. things, um, synthesizers, Michael Giacchino took and used it in his couple of mo- films, like the, the Star Trek movies. Yeah. So, yeah, doing things like that is just awesome, especially when it comes to having the Avengers. Like, the Avengers soundtrack is just straight up amazing. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it just keeps on, you know, growing on and doing things. And then you have more upbeat and fun things like uh, Black Panther and uh, Spider-Man's Into the uh, Spider-Verse. I mm. look more of like, that's the... I have not seen that yet. Ah! <laughs> shucks. All right. So critical response to MCU's music has been mixed with focus placed on the lack of memorable, identifiable themes that are comparable to other large media franchises, Star Wars, Yeah, Star you can like hum along, boom, boom, but there's nothing really in... Avengers that I can hum along to right Uh, and the lack of uh, continuity between works which I don't think that I believe that especially since the theme for Avengers has kind of developed throughout the rest I think this is more back like how it started out everything was well they were produced by different companies back then it wasn't all under the Marvel Studios it was like Universal did the Hulk and uh, uh, whoever else did Iron Man the original Iron Man yeah Paramount, I think. Yeah, Sony owned all of the X-Men right. and Spider-Man and all that stuff. Despite this, some critics have shown appreciation for the individual work of some of the more traditional composers like Silvestri and for Tyler's efforts in attempting to establish a consistent tone for the franchise, which I, again, mm-hmm. I get it. Uh, and some more thematic, them, uh, thematic continuity between his scores and works. Ludwig uh, Gronson. Gorenson? Gorenson. Umlaut. Yeah, I don't know the Umlauts. Uh, scored to the Black Panther 2018, won an Academy Award for the Best Original Score and a Grammy Award for Best Score Soundtrack for Visual Media, while the song King's Dead from the sounds uh, from the film soundtrack album won a Grammy for Best Rap Performance. King's Dead is a really good song. It is really good. The it whole is. soundtrack is pretty amazing. Yeah, I can. I usually sit back and I, I will listen to uh, movie scores just kind of uh, at work or something. Just yeah. kind of listen to like a sh- on shuffle. But whenever I get to something from Black Panther, I just stop it. And then I go to YouTube and I just look up the entire soundtrack. <laughs> and I just sit down and just listen to the entire soundtrack instead of kind of repeating through. That's pretty good. I kind of miss that movie. I think I've seen it like three times through and I just yeah. need to watch it again. It's one of the best. Yeah. All right. So we have, to start things off, we have two different uh, Marvel Studio themes. Uh, I have one of them. I have um, the other one here on YouTube I can play real quick. The original. Yeah. And we can kind of compare them maybe. Yeah. The original Marvel Studios theme uh, by Brian Tyler.
I feel like his kind of trails off at the end, yeah. where the other one kind of ramps up. Yeah. Uh, it also is very reminiscent of like a John Williams style mm-hmm. uh, theme. All right, let's, uh, let's pull up the other one. This is the Michael Giacchino theme. This is the current one. Mm-hmm. So there's a like a little bit of a a jing that kind of sounded a lot like Star Trek. By the way, it is Michael Giacchino to the T. feels like it's building up to something where the other one just kind of like here you go <laughs> yeah so i feel like that it, there is some continuity there but this doesn't like identify as hey you're watching these films it's hey this is a marvel thing mm-hmm. whereas if you listen to star trek you hear the the scroll yeah you're like star wars <laughs> this is about to happen <laughs> you hear the, like you don't like i went to the opening of captain marvel mm-hmm. right and just a little bit of a spoiler alert here. Uh-oh. They changed the theme again for the Captain Marvel theme. Do, do like a throwback thing or? No, it is a 100% Stanley. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I think the music is the same, but it's uh, a different scroll. Uh, but normally if you, if you go to a film, like a Star Wars film, it's in theaters. On opening night, you have all the fanboys cheering mm-hmm. crazily about it. Uh, whereas this one, it was just kind of quiet, and some idiots were talking and getting shushed. You know, it's a lot of disrespect, but uh, whatever. People are less familiar with the character and stuff, so yeah, it, it, it could be that, or it could just be oh, another Marvel. Yeah, film. There, there's been three this year already. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's just a difference in the themes. Uh, yeah, the Michael Giacchino seems a little bit more upbeat, where the just the movies in general seemed a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. Uh, in phase one so we're gonna we're gonna jump right into phase one um do you want to grab a beer you think or we have a couple phases we have four phases well uh, yeah well fourth fifth fourth yeah yeah how about this we'll we'll do phase one then we'll get we'll grab a beer okay so this one uh we'd like to consider uh the dark phase (laughs) it is is the pre-disney phase right pre-disney phase um one of my favorite phases because it's just introduction of all yeah, the characters. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, build up. Right. So the films part of phase one are Iron Man, uh, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man Two, Thor, and then Captain America, and then it all is tied together on the Captain America's uh, or the, vi- oh, the sorry, Avengers. The Avengers. Yeah. So that is phase one. It's one of the best. It's honestly where I thought it could have just been it. Yeah. Like when then rebooted is like a couple years later and right and I was like oh this is this is it this is it for me this is and wow just think how much they built up before the Infinity Wars and stuff right all right right all right so we're gonna start off with uh, Iron Man one. robotic sounds at the beginning. (laughs) That's the Iron Man I know. Mm -hmm. 
notice that uh, Ramen doesn't compose all the other ones. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. This is a one and only. Time. This is this is it, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's a uh, very rock. Yeah, I feel like it becomes less metal. His yeah. theme, like over the mm-hmm. course I, of the series, I totally understand the metal part to it. He's, <laughs> right, he's Iron made of metal. Man. <laughs> you know, when you think of Iron Man, you either think of the comic book character or you think of Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Like it's, exactly, it's, it's metal. You it ties it. the two together real, Absol- real nicely. Absolutely. All right, now this one is easy to find. <laughs> it's the Incredible Hulk, uh, 2008. Uh, music by Craig Armstrong. Very dark. Mm-hmm. It's basically where the Marvel films kind of go to with the music, mm-hmm. where it's less rocky and it's more symphony. It's kind of got that Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde feel to it, which is what Hulk's based on. Yep. And I also feel like it's... It's trying to build up to a point of annoyance without <laughs> being annoying. You know, it's like, all right, so we're getting, we're building, we're building. Are you going to hawk out? Are you going to hawk right. out? Um, it's kind of... Yeah, I'm trying to think, yeah, right there at that part where it seems like, yep, all just broke loose. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of... Uh, E posthumous or you know bands like that mm-hmm. who who make music for like symphonies kind of rocky that go for like movie trailer music and this isn't a movie trailer song it's opening theme right. so it's it's kind of like a the Trans Siberian Orchestra yeah like like something <laughs> like that like um, it's enjoyable the to sit down and listen to all of the mm-hmm. Hulk but it it definitely doesn't uh, speak out to be a memorable tune no for the Hulk. It, it's very forgettable like I. If you played that, I couldn't tell you what movie it was from, or right. if it was in a movie, or just some... <laughs> Gonna sit range. here and make you guess yeah. what it is, you're like, mm, I have no, no idea. idea. I only know because it's the next movie that was released. <laughs> yeah. Alright, the next one is... We're doing... Back to Iron Man. It's gonna be a little bit different because it's a different composer now. Uh, John Debney uses some of uh, Iron Man 1 music, but creates his own theme. Still rocking. Yeah, Actually, not seeing a correlation here. I know. I was waiting for it. this. This part's from the This movie was also terrible. <laughs> it's very bad. I wonder if there's anything forward. It's more of the original sounds. It's like. Hammer hitting metal. Yeah. Gosh, an underwhelming song, just like an underwhelming <laughs> movie. <laughs> Sorry, John, but I, I think that yeah, Iron Man too was kind of a a drag a of a movie. Down. Yeah. One thing good about it is Sam Rockwell. Yeah. He's he's a pretty good villain. It's just the rest of the movie falls apart around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the introduction of War Machine probably was the best thing that came out mm-hmm. of that movie. And Don Cheadle isn't that his first? 
Yeah, yeah. This is Don Cheadle's first film. And Black Widow, I think, is isn't she introduced in this? It's so long since I've yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is for sure introduced in this one because he's like, "Ooh, can I have one? Or can I keep her? Or, <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever." Uh, it's basically the the Shield introduction. That's right. Where um, where he meets Nick Fury for the first time and he tells him about the. Well, Avengers. he meets him at the end of the, in like the post credit scene of the first one, technically. Right. Yeah, you're you're right. But it's more of the introduction of the Avengers initiative, I mm-hmm. think, is when he talks to him. And then he tells him the key to solving his problem or whatever. Right. It's a dumbass film. But <laughs> you have you have your introduction moments for that. Um, all right, Thor, this uh, this music is kind of, it's, I think, my wife's favorite. Uh, she at least loves the, the movies. But this uh, Patrick Doyle has a decent suite of music that he has. Uh, that's Ragnarok. This is uh, Dark World. This one here. This kind of reminds me of like an epic. Mm-hmm. But they kind of treat him like an epic the yeah, entire time. The Greek gods or whatever. Like a, the Olympic theme almost. Mm-hmm. I remember correctly, this is about it the entire time. Yeah, there's a lot of strings in this one. I feel like it's the first movie that brings all that. Yeah, well, the other ones are kind of brassy mm-hmm. and wind. Yeah, for sure that's about it. <laughs> yeah, we get the we get the gist. <laughs> I mean, sit here and listen to four minutes or whatever it is. Yeah, it's uh, I think it's about a minute or so. Uh, left but i'm not gonna do that it's kind of reminds me of just how the movie is it's mm-hmm. uh the same thing <laughs> the entire is, yeah. time i feel like that's probably the shortest of the like marvel movies because there's, there's not a lot happens in it he gets right. banished and then he goes back like that's the whole movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the conflict <laughs> the conflict is his banishment uh, the enemy is what that the Asgardian, <laughs> his brother, yeah. The as his uh, his he is the enemy. Yeah, he is he the his enemy. own enemy. It's crap. All right, my favorite film of all time. I wouldn't say of all time, <laughs> but the the next one on the list uh, is the Alan Silvestri uh, score done for Captain America. Now we got a recognizable yeah, name for the first time. Yeah, for definitely for yeah, absolutely. Here we go. It's actually not the opening theme. It's the ending credits. Oh, is this uh, Captain America's March? Yeah. But it's like the most recognizable Captain yeah. America thing there is, you know? It's just it just bleeds out like 1930s patriotic yeah. music. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, look at me. I'm better than all you fuckheads. What's like? Yeah, red, white, blue. <laughs> I love it. I can I can just listen to it all. Definitely of it. my favorite song so far. Yeah, it, it really is good. But then here comes the the actual winner. I think of phase one, and that probably has a lot to do with the the cast and everyone coming together. Yeah. Uh, for it, but that would be. Let me see if this. Nope, that's not that one. I have to, like, literally, like... Open every track to see if it's the right one. Yeah. The naming scheme is not good. 
but here we go. This is, I think, the most noticeable theme in all of the Because they reuse this in like, yeah. all the Avengers movies. Yep. So this one is the Avengers. This is Alan Silvestri. Like they want to kind of bring in like all of yeah. Phase One, Just like the drums from Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, I can sit down and listen to all of that. Thor's yeah. strings come in there. Yeah. Like right after that part. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite soundtracks. Honestly, uh, we used one of uh, the songs. It's called Promise. Uh, for in our wedding. Oh, cool. So, it was, I think, the her walking down the aisle song. So, yeah, the, the Avengers right here in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Definitely getting to the good stuff now. But yeah, for sure, yeah. Just time to take a break. Sounds good. Uh, we're going to start our lovely adventure down the beer track with Taxman's Frozen Assets. While we are getting the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drink and Geek Out. Get all sorts of cool, fancy updates and pictures. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff over on our website at drinkandgeekout.com. And you can email us any comments or suggestions at drinkandgeekout at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content, and that is patreon.com slash drinkingpeakout. And now, back to the show. Okay, we are back with our in-beer. As Dustin said, it is Taxman Frozen Assets. It is a Belgian milk stout. Comes in at 6.2% ABV. 42 IBUs, which is the uh, the answer to life and the universe and everything else. So that's our little geek IBU. Yeah, if anyone knows that reference, they should. <laughs> or if they don't know the reference, they should. It's, <laughs> right. Yeah, Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide. Yep. I've only seen the movie one time. I've seen the movie a couple of times. I've been meaning to read the book. Yeah. It's a good Martin Freeman film. Mm-hmm. The availability is like winter. It comes out in November usually. Frozen Assets is a rich Belgian-style cocoa-cacao milk stout that features a generous amount of roasted barley, chocolate, malt, and lactose, full-bodied with complex malt undertones, subtle Belgian esters, and aged on cacao nibs. Frozen Asset is a decadent treat on those cold winter nights. Which is very good to know because Taxman usually has like those... Sour Belgian, Belgian, like, Belgian beers. I guess yeah. this is a Belgian. It is, but stout. it's still a stout. So I'm happy to have some variety <laughs> from the tax man. Terry needs his nibs. <laughs> yeah. So we have the delicious, by the, way. the usual. Yep. There's the big skull with the top pad on. Mm-hmm. The can is blue this time for supposed to reference like frozen. So we got blue and white. It's got kind of looks like a window with like the frosted glass mm-hmm. it's a really cool design how it, it kind of like reflects almost yeah there's a little story there on the back probably what i read i'm guessing it's kind of hard yep, to read it is. It's, it's white yeah. on light 
Yeah, it is. With the proper lighting, I can get it. But <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, exactly, it's kind of dark in here, too. Yeah, it is exactly what was said. So they uh, they hold nothing back. Uh, this isn't the first time we've had Taxman on. So Of course. Uh, I, if I were to go back and say, hey, go to this episode, go to this episode, it might be <laughs> tired. a while. I think there's like six or seven episodes. Yeah, it's just randomly throw Taxman in there. There is an older can on line. I don't know. Is there? If yours. Mine is that same. one. The frozen assets is is up here, and it's like just white background. Mm. It doesn't have like that frosty stuff. Gotcha. No, the, the can I see is that one. So, all right. So the color, this one. Oh yeah, this one's gonna be in the darker tones. Yeah, I'm leaning towards the obsidian glass. Uh, I think it's 51 is what I'm thinking of. But I can, I can. I'm just saying this is off memory. <laughs> the dragon glass. Yeah. I think that's number 50. Oh yeah. But I think we can go a little bit darker than that. A little bit darker. It, yeah, it's like, you're not seeing anything through this. Yeah. And I and don't really see any... Depending on what angle of light you hit, nothing changes. Right. So it could be kind of like the um, either Venom Venom symbiote or the Predator's dreadlocks. It seems, mm -hmm. you know, kind of I could see a reddish tone to it, but it's still pretty dark. Yeah, it's not quite Black Panther in the tree. <laughs> or Blade. Yeah, no wardrobe or anything like that. Yeah, but a lot of these are really hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm good with 53 or 54. Okay, let's just go 53. We'll go predator on this one. We haven't used that one yet. I mean, we haven't really used any of the 50 right. pluses. This is a brand new one. Plus, it kind of has like brown hues towards like the edges. Yeah, no, that's what I, that's what I was getting at. You can like, if you hold it at a certain angle, you can mm -hmm. kind of see if you just get like a, a glimpse through the edge. Right. All right, so with the smellers, it's very. I can smell the bells of me more than I can yeah, smell the chocolate. It's kind of like peppery almost. There's yeah. definitely chocolate once you like shake it up. For sure, but I feel like the it's coming through more as like a beldrum rather than mm -hmm. like, hey, this is blah blah blah. You know, <laughs> it's blah blah blah. All right, go ahead and take a sip. Sounds good to me. Definitely got like a bite to it. Yeah, this is. I was gonna say it's a little spicy. <laughs> must, that must be the Belgian whatever. I think so style of it you still I, get the chocolate sorry yeah. i interrupted you you're fine i just don't see this the milk part of this mm -hmm. uh, i can get the chocolatey flavor but i can still taste just stout i don't see it as a uh, milk stout at all it just tastes like a belgian chocolate stout or something yeah it's a subtle belgian spice but really the spice is the main focus right that i'm or maybe it's just because it's unique that it really stands out it it might be it might be that. I can taste, I mean, I can definitely taste stout, but I, there's no way that I can sit here and say this is a milk stout. I'm not really getting the lactose part either. Right. Uh, and that would be the part that says, hey, this is a milkshake style. It does really, stout. like, linger on the, like, the lacing yeah. on the glass, so it, it's got some thickness to it. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely not the thickest that I've seen. True. There's some that'll stay up there <laughs> for a while. You have to chew them. I, when I went to click on the Beer Advocate score to click the X instead. <laughs> yeah, I got all prepared and then yeah, X'd it out. Yeah, it's right here, though. It's uh, recently closed. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so on 37 ratings, uh, 4.05 on the Beer Advocate score for that. That's Instagram says about a 4. Uh, not a whole lot of... Review. Yeah, here we go. A Belgian-style milk stout. Huh? I've been drinking Belgian-style beers for a long time. And this one was new on me. I'm not saying 
such a thing exists in Belgium, but I haven't run into it yet. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Did you drink it? <laughs> I don't know what it tastes like, but here's says outside some of yeast. Backstory. I'm not sure if this. What is Belgium about this? Okay, definitely doesn't taste like that to me. The rate beer has an overall 86 with an 80 style. There are only 10 ratings with an average 3.51 out of 5. Estimated 186 calories. Just in case you needed to know that. I did not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Untapped has it at 3.88 out of 3,000 ratings. So this one is relatively new, it seems. Uh, Too much coffee flavor for my liking. Hmm. I don't really... I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't really pick up a lot of coffee. It's more like the, well, unless you count that spiciness as the kind of coffee right. you drink. Dark and chocolatey, smooth, hint of cho- uh, coffee. I think a lot of people are saying coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. I know that. That's cool. The Imperial version is like glitter. <gasps> I need it. I need it. <laughs> it's a really cool can. All right, let me, uh, let me review this a little bit. I'll take a couple more sips of mine before I decide on my final score yeah uh patrick doherty had this he said i like this one pretty smooth nice like cacao flavor not a stout guy but i drink it again he <laughs> gave it a four uh someone replied to his comment says not a stout guy you filthy casual <laughs> <laughs> uh chris leland gave it a five i feel like he gives everything five he Just, gives mr gombe six fives. The wife ordered this at lunch, had to steal some sips, always nice. Uh, Keith also had this one. Oh, our friend Keith. Our friend Keith. Friend of the show, Keith. <laughs> it's been downgraded to just friend of the show. <laughs> yep. Uh, he had this in 2000. Former host. Former. <laughs> Former and future host. Future host. He'll be on the next episode. Maybe we'll upgrade him. He had it in 2017, <laughs> and he gave it a four. And then we just had a bunch of Chris Leland's ta- uh, yeah. tagging him in. He's got like 30 chickens on this beer. So it's nice. That's very nice uh, of him. This guy named Scott F. I have on my friend says, Always a good sign with the keg blown. Also, shouldn't drink at 11 a.m., but only death and taxes are certain in life. Take advantage. Just felt like there was a lot of nonsense in that. <laughs> no, he just wanted to brag about how blowing his keg at 11 a.m. I'm not sure if that's something to be proud about. <laughs> Sounds like you got problems. I would never let my keg blow. <laughs> Always keep it topped off. But I went in and checked it in. Alright. I'm I'm ready. Just let me know what you got it. Because I'm still pushing all my buttons. Alright, so I'll just get going. I'll slowly <laughs> get going. I gave it a four. Um there's nothing I don't know. I wanna say there's nothing milky about this because the longer that I had it there was some kind of flavor to it that was like eh, this could be milky uh, but at the same time it just it was more of a chocolatey stouty belgian yeasty type of flavor to it um but there i mean i don't know if it's how how the can is or not but i just the lactose didn't really do much in yeah. terms of making it a milk stout so it's still pretty tasty though i'll have another one definitely I gave it a 4.25. Oh, hey. Just a little bit more than you. I'm not... I'm just now starting to become, like, a stout guy. Mm-hmm. And I like the ones with that are more unique and stand out. Like, 
I feel like this one does just because of the Belgian spice and there's that chocolateness to it. Right. And it, you can really pick it out of a bunch like mm-hmm. that kind of all seem just like the same kind of milky stout flavors. I do agree. There's not, it's hard to pick out the milk with all those other flavors. So right. I don't know if that's a bad thing, good thing. Just, just, that's just the way it is, I guess. Uh, but I really enjoy it and I'm glad I picked up the case, uh, the case, cast. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, back to the show. The music of music. <laughs> All right, so we're into phase two now. This is where it gets a, a little bit more thematic, uh, with the exception to Dark World being really awful. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but this one, I think, uh, Marvel started getting more of their the feel for where they wanted to go uh, with these films. Uh, and you can pretty much tell with Iron Man 3, which is the first one on the list that yeah. we're going to get to. Spooky. Essential Iron Man, right there. This, I mean, this is the Iron Man that we think about. Yes. I still have the, the hammer. Uh, the hammer hitting the metal of whatever suit or whatever he's working on. Yeah. Uh, at this point, he has like 50 suits, <laughs> at least. At least, so it makes a lot of sense for that. Uh, which one are you? Yep, this is the right one. Good. This is Thor. Thor. The Dark World. This one I expected to be the spooky and scary one. Right. Uh, these, the last one, and then this one were both done by Brian Tyler. So it was the introduction of Brian Tyler into this. So this one has the, the march to it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say this sounds familiar. Yeah. But the takeaway all of his strings that he had in the first Thor yeah. game. But it kind of, kind of mm-hmm. reminds you of Thor. There's like chanting or something in the background. Still seems very epic. Mm-hmm. Still kind of like powerful. I'd be interested to see. I don't think it's going to get any better or worse. No, it's just more. I'd be interested to see how uh, the, what it changes uh, In, for Ragnarok. Yeah, since the sure. movie, like the tone of that movie, is such a drastic change for that series. Right. Absolutely. Just making sure I grab the right one. Yeah, you gotta check all the titles. Yep, uh, this one doesn't even say the title. It's like the title of the the thing I got it from is not even incorrect. It's incorrect. Whatever. Next one, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. This one I had to make sure that I didn't grab the Winter Soldier theme. <laughs> oh, that's a little, a little different. Yeah, I just had to make sure that it was uh, good. This one was done by Henry Jackman, which I don't think was any better than Alan Silvestri, <laughs> but still a good theme. Not to be confused with Hugh. Yeah, he actually did one, uh, two, and three. 
another build-up song. Mm-hmm. of the old 40s yeah uh, more modernized version of it so it kind of has that brass there as well it's kind of like a even shows in the film itself when you go from Captain's original suit to Captain's current suit Mm -hmm. that's like a tone shift there yeah well and that movie is like a fugitive type story so that's kind of what that shift is from him being the patriotic leader to him being on the run from shield and hydra and all that yeah it definitely is a different tone than the first one for Mm -hmm. sure uh the modern part definitely makes it a bigger deal but it's just the separation of what uh all the previous films were to just knowing his story Mm -hmm. in this one i feel like it just it's it's hard to i don't know it's hard to explain but i feel like in the iron man series and the thor series they all have their own universe or it seems like its own universe where i don't know it could be because i'm a cat fan i feel like Captain America and Marvel is all in the Steve Rogers. <laughs> it's all part of his story. Yeah, it's all part of his storyline. It seems like <clears throat> it's his story arc and mm-hmm. all the other characters introduced into his storyline. And that's, you know, you could tell that's in the Civil War. Right. But yeah. it just it just seems like the the Marvel was just a continuation or the Avengers is just a continuation of the first, first Avenger. Avenger. And it's like all the other characters are introduced into mm-hmm. that one. Uh, I don't know if I'm the only one in the world who ever think that, <laughs> <laughs> but that, I don't know. I just it always seems like that's how I, I don't know, yeah. that's how I felt. Well, Age of Ultron becomes more of Tony Stark's yeah. story just because of what happens in that movie. But right, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it feels like it's everyone's like diverging into uh, to that one, uh, especially these guys that are coming up next. If I can get this one right, <laughs> it's volume two. All right, Guardians of the Galaxy. Tyler Bates. I don't remember that. Yeah. Very familiar to, like, the Avengers. Yeah. Well, and you don't really remember these because they're not part of the... Because the music in the movie is, like, throwback... Yeah, 80s, 70s. And here it is. But here's the... This is the part that's very familiar. <laughs> this is the scene where... They're uh, holding hands and... Yeah, or when they open up like the door and they're oh, all yeah, like, yeah, standing yeah. there, the guns on their shoulders. Yeah. 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 So it was like a very... That one right there has a really good, like a, a really close feel to the Avengers. Mm-hmm. With the da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Uh, which makes they do sense. Kind of become the Avengers, almost. The yeah, space Avengers. Yeah, the <laughs> space Avengers. There's seven of them. You know, five of them versus yeah. the seven of them. You know, it's like their very own little Avengers group. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like that nod to that one. The Galaxy Avengers. The Galaxy Avengers. 
All right, next on this one would be the Avengers Du, the Age of Ultron. Age of the Tron. Age of Tron. <laughs> this is by Danny Elfman and Brian Tyler. They co- collabed on this one, but Danny Elfman did the this theme. I'm guessing Danny Elfman kind of used Brian Tyler's music. Yeah. Oh, hey, this seems very like 90s... Uh, <laughs> TV movie series like a <laughs> yeah Forrest Gumpy <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely I was imagining a Tim Burton movie because Danny Elf yeah has all the Tim Burton <laughs> but those are more fun than this mm. build up too There, you could kind of hear the original Avengers yeah. theme, yeah. but it's definitely it's like its own own feel, like its own Danny Elfman feel. Mm-hmm. And that's that's about it. The only theme song that I think about when I hear Avengers: Age of Ultron is that and it can exactly. On that's me. what I was thinking too. <laughs> <laughs> the one that was in all the trailers. Yeah. I don't have strings <laughs> on me. So, all right. The last one of Phase Two uh, is really uh, more of like a one-off series, <laughs> which is interesting. Uh, this is Ant Man. Uh, came out in 2015. Music was by Christopher Christopher Beck. Christophe. Kind of ant-like. Oh yeah. How do I portray insects? Plucking. Like a little, yeah, plucking the whole string. Just tapping the rim of the <laughs> drums and stuff. It's very like a sneak around. <laughs> well, and they're pulling off a heist too, so yeah. there's like a lot of sneaking going on. Yeah, I, I, I can see this song in an Ocean's film. I was thinking of the Pink Panther. Oh, yeah, Pink, <laughs> Pink Panther or an or, you know, the original Ocean's yeah. film, not a. There's an oceans before yeah. the George Clooney. So yeah, that's that's Ant Man. So it's kind of that's more a good one. up. Yeah, it's definitely more upbeat, fun type of. Then that like that movie is. Yeah, is both yeah. those movies, and yeah, I like last, those. Last week we talked about <laughs> exactly. Ant Man and the Wasp, so definitely we know about fun. <laughs> and those movies are fun just because they aren't bogged down with like the stones and all that they're kind of on their own adventure basically in those movies mm-hmm. yeah it's for sure they have their own things going mm-hmm. on they're like i'm a real person <laughs> i have my own things yeah. going on like i'm worried about being arrested not right. about fighting a giant whatever for sure all right uh we were going to enter into phase three which is the the longest phase. Yeah, it's a huge phase. I uh, definitely thought that the phase three could have been broken up into two parts. Uh, we're just going to skip phase four, though. Right. Because we don't have the music from... <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man not out yet. yet. Yeah, it's not out. Not on around. I'm actually surprised I was able to get Captain Marvel. So I, soon, right? Yeah, I downloaded that one... Uh, before the movie even came yeah, out. Yeah, before the movie came out. So I was very happy to, to be able to find it. So we're going to jump into phase three. Phase three started with the Civil War. Um... Captain America Civil War 
2016. Just remember the date, 2016, <laughs> and f- find out when the Phase 3 ends. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's not over yet. <laughs> phase 3 is not over yet. I believe it's this one. Yep, here we go. Well, phase one. 1 started in 2008 and ended in 2012. It's just yeah. they, were, they weren't spitting out as many movies. Absolutely. Jackman as well. Just the Avengers, dude. Yeah. Very, yeah, very, that's why I have my theory. Yeah. Uh, it also kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, Batman, the third one, when he climbs out of the pit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some try to, sort of trial you're trying to overcome. Yeah. See if it changes at all up ahead. No, not really. <laughs> but basically the same. A lot of these are just a repeat of all yeah. their stuff over time, so it's fine. Um, I think that one's a little bit of an underwhelming Captain America theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I were to rank them, it would probably go Winter Soldier, uh, First Avenger, and then Civil War, if I were to rank the yeah. three of them. Because uh, I really like the, the Winter Soldier theme. I'd probably rank the movies that way too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I believe I would as well. Even though, like when we did the rankings, I put the first Avenger up mm-hmm. top is because more of like the it was the first one, the emotion behind it, not just yeah. about the like, yeah. plot of the movie. Yeah, uh, but for sure, if there's like a Captain America movie that I would want to watch over and over, it would be Winter Soldier mm-hmm. for sure. Um, next on the list, uh, another one-off. Doctor Strange. With Michael the... Giacchino. Oh, it was our first Michael Giacchino uh, uh, one. And we have a few to come up with it after that one. But here we go. Got a buffer. This is also fun. Because when it starts, you're like Star Trek? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> be kind of like video gamey <laughs> magical mm-hmm. makes sense for what it is you know yep that one's a fun one of course like the first thing that i think about when that comes on is oh crap it's star trek yeah it does have like a more of a spacey tone than yeah uh, magic then it gets into that later mm-hmm. in the song for sure uh speaking of spacey tones the yeah. next one on the list is guarding the galaxy volume two tyler bates still i don't remember him being like this like spooky at the beginning of the song <laughs> right I mean, you don't really hear the score, though. Mm-hmm. But that's so epic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I guess they're dealing with a god or something? Could be. And there it is. There. There's the Guardians theme. Ah, I love the Guardians theme so much. 
Honestly, if I were to, if if I were to be, if I were to be, or if I had to pick uh, a Marvel film and just listen to that, that's the only music. one that I have for the rest of the time. It probably would be Guardians. That movie is so fun. Yes, the, the themes to it are so fun, and then the music that they use in it so so fun. Uh, it's very recognizable. I definitely enjoyed Guardians, and I think that's ended up as our number one in the ranking. It really, it really did. Because I think that is the most rewatchable and just the most fun. Right, because you can watch it and you be enticed by so many different mm-hmm. facets, so There's many like, different characters. Yeah, different a different character to latch onto for any kind of person. Like you got the little cute guys, or you got the big strong guy, or you got like the jerky dude, or you got the like hot girl or there's like just a different character for anybody to yeah just kind of be that have have that as your favorite for sure um all right so 2000 that was in 2017 that was the first film in 2017 we had a half a year wait which was awful (laughs) uh but after that we had a wonderful addition to it was well worth the wait oh yeah for sure a wonderful addition we ended up having spider-man enter the MCU, which was... no Nobody thought that would ever happen. No, we definitely did not think that it was going to happen. And then we got a little tease for it in Civil War. Mm-hmm. And then we saw Spider-Man in Civil War. And then we're like, the movie's coming! <laughs> because I remember watching that trailer, and I was pissed myself. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, Bruce! I was like, <laughs> there's a Spider-Man! <laughs> oh, here They're we go. They're not to do that. They, who is he? Oh, it's, it's him! Speaking of him... This one was directed by Michael Giacchino. Composed. Oh, composed, sorry. There's the, like, let's throw back to the original Spider-Man. Yeah, the uh, man, Spider-Man. <laughs> the ba- uh, reed pipes? Mm-hmm. Or reed... I love it so much. I can just sit here and listen to this. (laughs) Absolutely. And then there's the Michael Giacchino feel to it. Yeah. And it, like, fits with the rest of the scores, too, while being a throwback, because it still has, like, Mm -hmm. strings and, like, the chanting that half of these songs seem to have in the background. It's really fun. That soundtrack was fun. That movie was fun. That's a good movie. Yeah. All right. Ooh, a, a kind of a rebrand for Thor. Having uh, new threads, new director, uh, and the uh, new a composer. different composer. Yeah. Uh, it seems like they've had a different composer each film. So. Well, and this movie did have like an 80s throwback vibe, even with like the logo and everything. Right. And then that's the Thor sound right mm-hmm. there. Doom. Doom, doom. Synthesizer. I love it. Yeah. 
this is like the Thoris song. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this is awesome. It definitely like this film and then this soundtrack itself is just so different from the Thor universe as yeah. it was. It's just it was awesome. To I have. like the change they made with that series because after the second one, you're kind of like, ugh, <laughs> am I got to live with this. <laughs> Uh, I felt like the Phase 3 could have ended here, but, I mean, it was all building up for the Infinity War mm-hmm. anyways, so we couldn't quite do it. Uh, but we are moving towards uh, Black Panther now. So this one's fun. I love this soundtrack. Ludwig did a really good job. So a little build-up to go. Yeah, they used to have, like, drums and whatever instruments they're using, like the African tribe, tribal instrument, for sure. It's just amazing. Awesome. Yeah, uh, it sets a really nice tone for the film too. It fits perfectly in that movie, but still fits in with the flavor of the rest of the universe. I feel like. Yeah, I totally agree. Absolutely. Then the culmination of everything that we've ever watched in all of the MCU, <laughs> the Infinity War. This one's fun too. Not as fun as Black Panther, but it's a fun song still. Building up to horror. Oh yeah, this movie's definitely dark. <laughs> For sure. It's the old Avengers theme. Yeah, I love it. That was the like first thing you saw in the trailer, mm-hmm. like when they played that. <sighs> Station, like things exploding in the background, it almost sounds like bombs going off. Yeah, definitely. It just gets dark and powerful. And it's supposed to, right? Yeah. Because they're so powerful. Like a blah, that's in every trailer. <laughs> this one's this worth listening to a little bit longer. It's just like your destruction. Yeah. It's like gloom and everything's happening. <laughs> I love that part. That's when shit starts hitting yeah. the fan in the trailer. Oh my. It's like they're fighting on the battlefield right now. 
In Wakanda? Yeah, in Wakanda, yeah. Original Avengers theme right here. Ah! That's when the logo comes up on the screen. Yeah. Ah! So good. That was awesome. It's almost like that was like built specifically for the for trailer. The <laughs> it probably was. It probably just downloaded the trailer. <laughs> yeah. But I don't care. That was awesome. It's so uh, good. All right, uh, this one, we talked about this one yesterday. Yesterday? Sorry, last week. My bad. Last <laughs> week we had this film on, uh, and we played the 8-bit for the intro, oh, of right. course. But uh, it's a little bit different now. This is the Hope Van Dyne Suite. It is the, the most recognizable tune in the universe. It's also very fun. Mm-hmm. It's still very heisty. This is like the culmination of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's also done by Christ- uh, Christoph Beck as well. Oh, we forgot to mention, Infinity War was Alan Silvestri, by the way. Oh, yeah. Here's kind of like... Yeah, just throw back to the first Ant Man. It like, definitely sounds very familiar. Yeah. Same signature. It definitely does sound familiar. And then, last but not least, um, we're just gonna go talk about the Captain Marvel uh, a little bit. I do not have Endgame, and I do not have uh, Spider Man Far From Home, but I do have Into the Spider Verse. So we'll jump into that one okay. really quick. Uh, uh, should we? Let's do our next beer and then. Those final two? Do those last Because those are technically phase four. Because <laughs> I think anything that's after Infinity War should be considered yeah. phase four. Well, and then plus Captain Marvel, a lot of people maybe haven't seen it. Maybe they don't want the music spoiled from them. Oh, that's true. So they can just that's listen fair. to the last beer and then turn it off if they want. That's fair. Let's, uh, we'll do that. We'll take a break. All right, the last beer that we have for you today is going to be the uh, New Holland's Tangerine Space Machine. Uh, we picked this one because... <laughs> Very Galaxy, s- yeah, spacey. spacey. This phase three is a lot of space involved. Yep. So yeah, be right back. Do you like what Drinking Geek Out is providing? Do you want more? Do you like video games, Game of Thrones, comedies like Brooklyn Nine Nine, Parks and Rec, and The Office? Well, so do we. However, sometimes these things just don't fit in with our current show format, but we still want to provide this to you. Just to provide you with an update, we do have five tiers on our Patreon with all nerdy stuff to provide you. You could become a super geek and receive a bonus episode every month. You'd become a mega geek and we could pick a topic for a future show. You could become an uber geek and we can do a show tailored around you. The perks go on and on and will continue to grow. So go on down to patreon.com slash drinkingeekout for more information. And now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. So today we have a lovely out beer from New Holland. It's called Tangerine Space Machine. Uh, you may sound this may sound familiar if you've listened to our Legion season two episode. Apparently, <laughs> Keith and Pale had it on, but didn't bother telling me until after I purchased <laughs> the beer, uh, which is fine because 
We were not on the episode. We weren't on the episode. Now we can actually compare and contrast with what they did, and it'd be kind of like a fun little uh, little thing. I don't remember the episode number, but it's Legion Season 2. Yeah, it's earlier this year, I think, 2019. Mm-hmm. So it's probably like 117, 118. I could be way wrong, <laughs> but good guess. That is a wonderful guess. All right, so starting off with this, we have ABV of 6.82%. That'll knock you on your butt, kind of, not really. IBUs are 40, and the nerd reference to that is The 40-Year-Old Virgin, which is a good film. If you haven't seen it, go see it. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson! <laughs> All right, so the hops used are Galaxy and Citra hops. And it was first brewed in 2017, so it's relatively new, which is interesting because it's a technically a New England style. Yeah, and it's before like that crazy yeah. hit big, at least around here. Yeah, and New Holland's out west, so it's crazy. There once lived a bitter soul with a fruitful life as his goal. Hopped in his space machine, went to New England to find his queen, came back in a haze of tangerine. It's a, a good little limerick. Yeah, nice little nice little touch there. Uh, tangerine Space Machine is a New England-style IPA. Its nose is huge with tangerine, absolutely it is, and a little hop in the background. The mouthfeel is juicy, pale, uh, <laughs> and full body. The flavor is citrus, fruits, and... Subtle bitterness with comes from a blend of Galaxy, Topaz, and Michigan Copper hops. So, Galaxy, yeah, Citra, what is that? Michigan Copper, it just basically ignored what it said was in there. <laughs> right. It's interesting. Yeah, the website says Galaxy and Citra, but I guess Topaz is something new. Mm-hmm. So, the New Holland can is roughly the same with the, the border at the top and then the logo of text. Yep. But there's always something new and different on the can itself. And this one has a spaceman, space helmet. Big space, yeah. And it's got like a little stem up top mm-hmm. and like an orange, uh, I don't know, glass. So it looks like a tangerine. And then in the background, we've got like the space, blue space with the stars twinkling. And then there's also some tangerines floating around back there. Yeah, kind of kind of looks like the, pl- uh, the moons or the planets mm-hmm. are all... Uh, tangerines uh so it's a it's a nice little can and it's repeated on three of the four sides then oh wait oh new holland's in michigan isn't it yes yeah my bad i was thinking they're out west but they're just north of us it says citrus juicy hazy on the side proudly brewed in holland michigan Mm-hmm. right we've had new holland on before mm-hmm. like with the mad hatter mad, we've had a few five or beers. six of their yeah. beers i think yeah, so it's a uh, it's always always a trip. This one is new. It jumped out at me. It's apparently cool not it's new because cool. 2017. <laughs> it's a cool box and it it just it is very eye catching. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the smell is very bright, very tangeriney. Yeah, it's like fresh squeezed tangerine juice, orange juice. It even kind of looks like orange yeah, juice for sure. And I mean that's what those hazies are mm-hmm. all about. Uh, this one just kind of I mean just sitting here without. You know, putting it up to your nose, like you can smell yeah, the tangerine. Yeah, it's kind of like filling the room mm-hmm. with the citrusy scent. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what color do we oh, want we to totally go Oh, we totally skipped the color part. Uh, that's right. I guess it doesn't really matter. We didn't skip it. We're just now getting to it. We are just now getting to it. Probably should get above these uh, these blacks. <laughs> All the, the dark, stouty colors. It's a dark room, so it's hard to tell. I mean... It's like the color of the wall. <laughs> it's like four, five, and six would be like my guess. Looking at the light versus mm-hmm. looking at the color of the wall. Uh, this this room lighting is not that great. <laughs> no, 
But I mean, I still think it's within the four to six range. I almost want to say Star Fox. I was gonna say Star Fox sixty four. It has yeah. that space theme, and it also he does kind of have that same kind of orangey-ish, orangey-ish color. Yep. All right. Well, since we jumped around so much, ready for a taste? I can taste it. Hmm. Feels like I just bit right into a tangerine. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't really like tangerines. <laughs> you don't like tangerines? So why'd you buy this beer? I don't know. Spacey. My wife was calling me difficult for <laughs> wanting something specific. Yeah. I usually get yelled at too. I take too long. It is very smooth. Like there's yeah, a, it really is. There's a lot of little bubbles in it, so I thought it was going to be like have a crisp mm-hmm. bite to it, but it, it's not. It kind of goes down real smooth. Lack of uh, carbonation. Yeah. Uh, that could be, I don't know. But it, it's really smooth. I can drink all of this. Yeah. I don't really like tangerines all that much, but I can absolutely drink a crap ton of this really quick. I probably will because <laughs> I have a lot of cans. Um, Beer Advocate says it is a 3.82 out of 93 ratings. Histogram roughly says 3.75. And all the jag holes who wrote comments just scored it. Can't really do anything. On rate beer, we have 42 ratings, and it's a 86 overall, 42 style, so not great there, and an average of three and a half out of five. Uh, Untapped says uh, 20,000 ratings. Hmm. That's crazy, but uh, only a 3.72 out of there, so it's in between the both of ours. It's about the average. I'm seeing no comments or anything like that. I can't really see by friends unless I pull open the, the app on my phone. I can tell you, if you want to ruin the Legion episode, what Keith and Pale gave it. That'd be that's fine. I mean, we <laughs> they've they've had uh, enough time to listen to it. Pause this and go back and listen, and then come back to this. All right, welcome back. <laughs> they both gave it a four, as you just heard. Oh wow! So they had a little handhold there. Yeah, Let's see did. if we can hold hands too. Ooh, I mean, I'll hold your hand regardless. <laughs> uh, Christian D. Uh, I drank this at his house. He has his own check-in. It's called the Pecan Court Cul-de-Sac. <laughs> it's where they, uh, where I guess a group of them drink it. He gave it a 3.75. He's part of the 3.75 average crew. I don't think I can really go too much higher than that, to be honest. But we'll find out right after this. Subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> But for real, do it. Uh, yeah. You hear awesome stuff. Okay, thanks. we Bye. got bonus episodes that we've recorded and not released yet, but they will be released soon. Absolutely. Okay. I best. I, I guess I'd better go first this time. Yeah, you probably should. <sighs> Give me one more chance to change my score. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm on the same train as Pale and Keith. I ended up with a four as well. Gotcha. Oops. I accidentally went to 4.25. That's not what I want. <laughs> no, that is a little too high. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think it's... I love the orange flavor to it, or the tangerine flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, there's like a little hoppiness to it, mm-hmm. but it's not overwhelming. And there's not in there's like a lingering flavor, but it's actually not bad. It's m- more like an orange juice kind of flavor left in your mouth. And not like a bitter kind of flavor that I'm stuck with so overall i think it's pretty solid it's not up to like some of the local indiana new england styles that i've had but it's still like a pretty tasty beer i i I would say right i don't like tangerines all that much fair 
but I don't want to judge it strictly on that. Uh, the the fact that it was ahead of its time, yeah, uh, kind of makes it stand out a little bit more. Uh, it's juicy, it's hazy, everything that you're expecting. They have a recipe that they could probably do with any other fruits mm-hmm. to make it that kind of fruity uh, IPA. So I'm happy about that. I gave them a four as well. Oh, nice. So we actually That's have a, a, a global way. A global hand-holding club. So that's uh, pretty exciting. I think that's would have been fun mm-hmm. to, to all do. try at the same time and agree yeah. on. Um, probably if it was just regular orange juice, I would have probably ticked this up a little bit higher, honestly. Right, instead of tangerine. Yeah, probably. That, I mean, I, that, that, that probably would have happened for sure. Okay, so uh, this is part of the show where we're going to talk about, not really talk about, but we have two more films. Uh, that we're going to display. They were released this year, um, and they're, like, literally weeks apart. <laughs> right. Maybe the other one is, like, a few weeks prior to that, but it's still relatively new. Uh, so if this is – if you don't want to spoil uh, Spider-Man Into the Eververse, then – In Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. There you go. Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. If you don't want to ruin that one, I, I didn't sound right when I <laughs> rolled off my tongue. <laughs> If you don't, if you don't want to, you know, any type of spoilers, or if you don't want any spoilers for Captain Marvel, which just came through, just with the music alone, we're not going to talk about the film. I uh, even but the music them. is going to come through. If you don't want any spoilers, you can end now. Uh, if that's the case, we do appreciate you hanging out. But for the rest of you who are cooler, <laughs> uh, <laughs> here we go. We're going to talk about. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, we're going to play a little bit of uh, music. So this one right here, this is Into the Spider Verse, uh, from that uh, Miles Morales film. Kind of CGI. It's pretty dope too. Because Peter Parker's in it. Spider Pig. Spider Pig's in it. John Mulaney. <laughs> oh, is it really? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and then Spider Gwen. Mm-hmm. Plus one. It's just a fun little track. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it has anything to do with the other Spider-Mans, but... I like the kind of hip-hop beat to it. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I mean, it could, if you listen to, like, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans or the uh, Tobey Maguire mm-hmm. ones, maybe you would, like, notice some of these tones, but that definitely didn't have anything to mm-hmm. do with the Michael Giacchino's uh, Homecoming, uh, for sure. Um, and this one, this is the last one on the list. Uh, this one was done by Petra. What was her last name? Pinar. Top oh, Pinar. Toprock. My bad. Top-rick. I totally messed that one up. Pinar Toprock. All right. So this one is from the film that just came out. Uh, what is it? A week ago. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. pretty good. I enjoyed it. I'm having a memory. <laughs> Very familiar to the Marvel theme. President, start with the pitch flipping. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like sirens are going off in the back. Definitely 90s. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for Fiona Apple or Jewel to start singing. Same, same, but it brings in more in- instruments. 
a little... Yeah. Gives it a little bigger sound. For sure. Uh, and that's that's it for the music, man. Like, we don't have uh, Endgame available. We do not have... I'm fun. guessing it's the same music. Yeah. Because they filmed them at the same time. It's probably a lot of the same music. Probably. I mean, we can pull up the trailer for it, but it's not a big deal. <laughs> Far From Home, I can't wait till, to hear that one. That's a Michael Giugino one as well. Yeah. That's uh, going to be good. And I'm sure it'll probably reuse a lot of that same uh, right. Homecoming music. But Absolutely. maybe darken it up a little bit. For sure. It's uh, supposed to be a good film. Can't wait for him. Definitely excited for those movies to come out. Mm-hmm. We got, uh, what, two more months before... No, we have... Yeah, two more months, essentially. Before Endgame. And then a few months for Far From Home. So pretty excited about that. And so. then next week, we're talking about Captain Marvel? Yeah, next week, uh, it's Captain Marvel. Uh, if it's not, then it's week after... Uh, yeah, it is next week. It's next week, and then the uh, week after that is the villains. Oh yes! Yeah, so, so we're gonna go rehash through these all these movies again, but talk about the villains instead of the music. Yeah, and the heroes that everyone talks about. So, <laughs> so this has been fun. Uh, we are we are in Andrew's neck of the woods. <laughs> yeah, so it's fun. Uh, good little thing. Uh, next week we're just gonna add Keith. So all of Marvel March has been me, you, and <laughs> Keith. And Keith, poor Pale. Pale's got other things to deal with yeah real life mm-hmm. real life problems so uh with that being said we're thinking about you pale yep um, you're in our hearts mm-hmm. so hopefully everything is uh good to go thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers and prayers <laughs> <laughs> all right let's wrap it up right, until so next time drink, drink up and, and geek, geek out. out proud member of the hopped up network i wasn't even ready Oh, we gotta play the music. Damn it! I had it up and ready to go. <laughs>